Welcome, and we just want to thank all of our family and friends who's been so supportive. Thank you for your prayers and support. Thank you so much. This is our first show, of course, and it's on love and relationships. And before we get started, Chris and I are going to tell a little bit about ourselves. But before we even do that, let me just say that today's show is being sponsored by Fonville and Associates Financial Services. You can reach them or contact them and get some information on Facebook on their page or contact Shelby Fonville at 240-346-7430. Thank you so much. So let me give you a little bit of information about myself. As most of you know, my name is Sean Hawkins. I am a D.C. native, born and raised in D.C. Northeast. And I just, I grew up in D.C., migrated to Maryland. I work in D.C. I have two children. I'm a single mom. I have a beautiful grandbaby. She's yes. one of Cali. Yes, we love her. <laughs> and I am a realtor licensed in Maryland with Samson Properties. And I, and I also work for a teacher's union. So I have two jobs. And also I am a child of God. I attend New Home Baptist Church under the leadership of Pastor Bobby D. Hicks. I am a missionary there, and I also work with other ministries outside of New Home. So I'm pretty busy running around, which is all good, so God be the glory. And we're here <laughs> as um, with this new project, Chattitudes. So just to give a little bit of background on how we got started here, I'm actually a domestic violence survivor and so I was actually here in the studio as a guest on the Beyond show. And so I think they had a, she had a part one, part two. And so in between both of those shows, uh, Chris and I, we were talking as we usually do some mornings on the way to work. And she was like, Sean, I just had got a revelation. I really think we should have our own show because we have a lot to talk about. We have a lot to share and there's just a lot. Um, that we can offer the community. And I was like, wow, that's amazing because I was actually thinking the same thing. I had just thought about it maybe like the day or two before. So even with us talking about that, 
I was a little nervous because this is really out of my comfort zone. So I had to go pray about it, which I did because I was very nervous, um, just very uncomfortable. So I asked God, is this what you would have me to do? Because I don't want to do anything without, the, you know, being out of the will of God. So he gave me a piece about it. And so here I am today. But I am just grateful that he's stretching me because in stretching me, I'm growing. And I'm just grateful that I'm able to do this with my sister friend, Crystal. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Sean. But I'm going to tell you right now, this is not out of my comfort zone. I love this. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I absolutely love this. And, and what better platform to be here with than with my sister, Sean? I'm going to tell you about how this actually got started. I'm going to tell you all about what Chattitudes actually mean. How did we come up with the name Chattitudes? Yeah. I will tell you this. Chat means an informal conversation. Attitude has everything to do with your way of thinking. See, how we think determines where we go. Our attitude determines our altitude. And I heard yeah. that over and over again in school. Yeah. I did not know what that meant at the time. But as you grow, as you grow, as you get older, you understand that everything starts with a thought. So I love this quote. I love this quote. Watch your thoughts because your thoughts become your words. Watch your words because your words become your actions. Amen. Watch your actions because your actions become your habits. Watch your habits because your habits become your character and watch your character because your character becomes your destiny. To sum it all up, everything starts with a thought. Amen. If you want to do something bad, it starts with a thought. If you want to do something good, it starts with a thought. Amen everything, the Bible says, as a man thinketh, so is he. So Amen. it's very important that we understand what our attitudes are, we understand what our perspective is because it really does matter. It, it, it results in what our behavior is. So that's how the whole idea of Chattitudes came in. I will tell you just a little bit about me. I'm not going to talk about me because this show is really not about us. It's really all about you and your perspective. But I will tell you that I am a minister. For many years, I performed throughout the country as a, a, as a professional clown, believe it or not. But <laughs> I'm actually an author. I'm a wife. I'm a mother. And I just, I just love, I love life. Amen. I love living life. I get high off of life. Amen. And so I, we just want to bring a little bit of that to you. So what happens is every single morning I get so many phone calls. So now I've become a counselor in the morning. <laughs> so by six o'clock, I'm on the phone counseling people. By the time I get to my job, hopefully not on my lunch break, because someone might be looking at my job. So probably on my lunch break. <laughs> counsel people. And so and on my way home, I counsel people. But what I realize is that we're more alike than we are different. Amen. So all the conversations are kind of the same. It's the same conversations. So this person having this issue, this person having this issue, but they all the same issue. And so what better way to, instead of having this conversation with this person. So now I don't have to gossip about this person, but all your business is confidential with me. But now I don't have to talk to this person and talk to that person. Now we have a platform right here that Amen. everyone can just come and share all the same things that Amen. we're all going through because we're, uh, if, if we're not going through it, then we know somebody who's going through it. If you haven't been through it, it's just a matter of time before you Amen go through it. And so every single week, every single week, we've methodically planned out what's going to happen. We methodically planned out life issues that people throw at us, that people on the phone throw at us. And so we're just we're just really excited today. And so that's that's why we're here. <laughs> yes. Chattitudes. And yes, I hope yes, you yes. loved our theme song because our theme song, which is very interesting, was written and inspired by um, the Reverend Charlene Jordan from New Home Baptist Church. Thank she, you, I mean, God, she had a revelation yes. as to what the theme song would be. I mean, I, I said, you know, we just need a jingle. We need a theme song. So she thought she thought of the um, the words, and so she wrote the words. And then we have a young guy. I mean, because we, I told you this this show is about family, Amen. fun, and fellowship. So the people that we're using, we're using people that's close to us. We're using family. We're using the community. So a young guy, Julian Ransom, he actually came up with the beat. And then my daughter, who not even a professionally trained singer said that she would sing on the track so then we have julian we have diamond singing on the track and then kp music production ha helped us to arrange it we went into the studio our first thank time in the you, studio we've you. never been in the studio before yes. and so then we came up with a theme song and hopefully you tuned in right at six and you and you heard it but you'll hear it again at the end but it's very important because i i just want everyone to understand and to know that this platform is all about you so all it's all you. we want you all to call in we want you to dial yes. in we want you to be a part of the show. Right. You know, um, it's, it's clean, it's fun, 
and um, it's just it's all about your perspective. Yes, we want to hear from you. We want to hear from you. And so, and, and speaking of which, let me go ahead and give out the hotline number. The number to to dial on the hotline is two four zero seven one nine twenty five sixty. Again, two four zero seven one nine. 2560. And we also want you to go on YouTube mm -hmm. and go to Box, Box Wave and subscribe. Yes. Thank Box you. Wave. Box Wave. And subscribe. Subscribe. And so every week, right? So we, we've come up with this. So every week we're going to start out with the word of the week. So interestingly enough, so and, and then, so the word of the week this week, and I hadn't shared this with Sean because, no. you know, I hadn't shared the word of the week. So I was going to use a word from the Webster Dictionary, right? So I was like, oh, no, that's just too plain because I was going to use a word. And I say, let's use the word in a sentence all week. Let's, let's um, edify ourselves and let's build our vernacular. But no, I didn't go that route. So <laughs> being from D.C., kind of, I went to the Urban Dictionary. I went to the Urban Dictionary. It's a, it's a cool dictionary. They have words of the day. And I try to stay pretty relevant and current and hip mm. because my daughter is a millennial. We have millennial yeah. children. So we try to stay hip. So every time I say the word cool, my daughter actually says, "You, um, if you use the word cool, that means you're not cool. I mean, so, <laughs> so I try not to say the word cool. But anyway, I went to the Urban Dictionary, right? So I found this word. So our word of the week, and this is for you all that don't know, is called dry snitch. Oh, dry I That's the word. Dry snitch. That. Yeah. Dry snitch. Dry <laughs> snitch means to indirectly snitch on someone yeah. without actually informing on someone. I'm, right. I'm gonna tell you, so when I saw this, what I was like, dry snitch. I'm gonna tell you mm. who's the biggest dry snitch ever is my mother. My Ooh. mother, I it love is, her dearly. I know she's watching. And she's watching. Yeah. I know she's watching. But she's the biggest dry snitch because what she does is <laughs> You know, so she always tells on my daughter. My daughter's staying with her. She always tells on my daughter. So what she does is she'll um, she'll say, "Oh, I'm so tired today. Oh, why are you tired? Oh, I was just in there cleaning up that room. You know, I was cleaning." So she dry snitching, mm -hmm. telling me that my daughter hadn't cleaned the room. See, that, that's another topic because as millennials, if, if you have a millennial, you know they just don't clean the room. Oh. If they still stand with you, they just don't clean the room. Right. But my mother is always dry snitching. So that's the word for you. If you didn't know the word dry snitch. Don't be a dry snitch. Yeah. I think that's where I'm going with it. I this. used to hear that word a lot when I used to work for USDA. We used right. to have a couple of people who say, oh, they dry snitching, they dry snitching. Right. It was always the men. Right. Yeah. And see, <laughs> and, right, it's always <laughs> the men. Yeah. So, and that's why we have a man actually in the studio yes. with us today. We have a man. His name is uh, Mr. Dushan Harris. And he's going to be actually joining us. Um, in, a, in, a, in a little bit, and I'll introduce him when he actually comes up. And he's um, he's in the studio. He's We're trying to keep him kind of quiet until <laughs> um, until um, he comes up. But when he comes up, and we're going to take a short commercial break, but when he comes up, we want you to call in, ask questions. We're going to kind of fire some questions at right. him, you know, from the man's point of view. Right. Um, and I'm ahead. sorry. Yeah, and so one of the things that we want to pose the questions to him, not only him, but also you. So please feel free to chime in by calling or even doing, I think there's a, um, they can make comments on YouTube. So the question we're going to pose coming back is, what are your thoughts on women proposing to men? That's one of the topics we're going to cover. Mm -hmm. So stay tuned, yeah, and we'll be a, back after this break. Right, because it's, it's a new trend going on. It's a new phenomenon. So we'll see you in a few minutes.
All right. Well, welcome back. And, and on the set right now, we have Mr. Dushan Harris. And I would say he's smiling really hard, but he just doesn't even know what's getting ready to happen to him. So Deshaun, like I said, family fun fellowship. Deshaun is a family friend. He's a devoted husband for 27 years, a father of four sons. He's an Air Force veteran of 20 years and currently a deputy inspector general for the Department of Navy. I now, I was talking to Sean, and Sean said that he has he's going to speak for the single men and for the married men because I'm married, Sean's single, so we're speaking from the women perspective. Right. And Sean said that he got all the perspectives. He got all the answers. He got all the answers. I, I got most of the answers. I, I was single for a little while. <laughs> And then I was married for a little while. <laughs> then I got married for a long while. Okay. So I think I got some answers. Okay. You got the answers for all you single ladies. He has the answers. And, and so, so we're just going to start off with some questions. And the questions are not just for Sean, actually. They're for all of us. They're for all of you. So you can chime in again. Mm -hmm. Our number, 240-719-2560. Just call in at any time. But we're going to start with some questions. We, we, uh, we I want a caveat. Okay. These are my opinions and my opinions only. They are yes. not facts. Right. This is how I think. That's right. So and this is how all of us think. So this is a disclaimer. Right. Look, we're not love experts. <laughs> we <laughs> we just ordinary people right. with some uh, and that's been in some situations. Right. So okay. So that's like the disclaimer for everybody. Yes. Right. So don't take our advice. We're not giving out advice. We just having conversation. We just Absolutely. having dialogue. Okay. So that's let's put that disclaimer out there for all of us. All right, you you ready? I'm ready. Let's okay. do it. Let's do Let's it. Let's have fun. All Let's right, people. So, what are your thoughts on women proposing to men? Well, honestly, seriously, like um, when I first heard the question, I sat back and pondered when we went into commercial break, and coming back, my thoughts on it was like this: It's like I know the Bible tells us that a man findeth a a, a, a woman, and so therefore, I, I believe that having a woman put herself in a position to actually decide that I need to help this man make up his mind. If a man is going to be in a position to lead a household and to lead a family and everything else, he has to make that decision. If a woman makes that decision to propose to him, she's putting him in a spot to actually answer a question that he's not ready to answer. And if he's not ready to answer it, then how is he ready to lead that household? Amen. So my thing is, I, I honestly think that women know that this might be the right man for them. But when that man hasn't made up in his mind that he's the right person to lead this household, then that question should still be left up to him to ask. Because mm -hmm. in order for you to have a successful household, this man has to be ready to lead that household. Exactly. And so that makes sense. he yeah. should be the one that says, will you be my wife? Because I want to... Uh, lead you and I want to prepare a household. I want our children to have a leader and so on and so forth. But if you take the back seat and be a passive guy and she says, will you marry me? Mm -hmm. And he loves her. He cares for her, but he had never decided in his mind that this is the woman that I want to go forth in life with. Mm -hmm. And she puts me on this spot and he says, sure. So now he ends up being Mrs. or Mr. whatever her <laughs> last name is. Yeah. Because she's the one that asked to be right. married. Right. And that's not basically, biblically, the way it's supposed to go. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it's, it's out of order. It's out of order. So mm -hmm. when things become out of order, then you live in an out of order manner. Mm -hmm. Not saying that it won't work, right. but you're just living in an out of order manner. Right. I was wondering actually how that would even look. So when you propose, I wonder now is because this is a trending thing. So this is happening, right? So I wonder. So when you propose, is the man now wearing the ring? <laughs> That's a good question. I mean, the engagement ring mm -hmm. because now the man is wearing the engagement ring. Him? So yeah. what are you giving him doing this proposal? How does that even look? I don't know, but it's happening. And um. This, it's a trending topic. It's really happening. It's though. happening, and people you're, people are flipping the script on mm -hmm. traditional norms. Traditional mm -hmm. norms aren't necessarily bad. Mm -hmm. Traditional norms are traditional because they've worked over the years. Mm -hmm. And when we start taking um, things that have worked over the years and throw them out the window, mm -hmm. then and then start exploring new things, sometimes mm -hmm. new things work. 
Sometimes, sometimes they, they work. Sometimes they do. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they do. But the new thing, will that become a tradition? Because now you start switching roles. Mm-hmm. And if we're... If we're if we're set on living biblically, mm-hmm. then we must live traditionally through biblical norms. Mm-hmm. Biblical norms mm-hmm. are supposed to change. Mm-hmm. Right, but I, I think I think that's the thing. I think I think that it is changing, and we won't get into all the biblical uh, norms that's changing right now. Mm-hmm. But it is really a thing. I mean, it we have move from tradition and like you said sometimes tradition is good sometimes we got to move from tradition because someone once said tradition equals frozen success so that means that you're just stuck in this thing and sometimes we got to move past a position of being stuck but in this case i actually do agree with you that i'm just not going to propose to a man because it looks desperate it looks like the woman is desperate desperate and then it looks like she's taking charge and and seriously like when, 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 like Steve Harvey talks about the three P's, protecting and providing, and all those things, you take that away from a man when you decide you're going to be the person that's in charge of this relationship. It's emasculating. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. It's emasculating. Absolutely. Okay. It really is. Mm-hmm. Okay. And what we have to do though, as men, is have to teach our sons mm-hmm. how to be that man who proposes to a woman when he's decided that this is the type of person that I want to build a family and a relationship with. This is the woman Mm -hmm. I want to introduce to my mother. This is the woman I want to introduce to my father. This is the woman I want to incorporate into our family. Mm -hmm. If you don't put that into your son, a sense of family and a sense of relationship, then how, how do we go forward with this? And there's a lack of that stuff in our community where we're not teaching our sons the importance of being Mm -hmm. family men, the importance of heritage, the importance of uh, lending our lineage to another family member or another Mm -hmm. person, regardless of the color and ethnicity. But you have to be prideful in who you are and where you come from and that you want to lend this to another person, regardless right. of where they come from. Oh, yeah. You yeah, have to yeah. teach your sons that stuff. Yeah, that's a good segment into our next uh, question. Hopefully I'll be here. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I think you're good. I think All you're right. doing good. I mean, some people will disagree with you. I'm you know what I mean? I mean, we have women now that's just taking charge all over. Right. So some people will honestly just disagree, and that's okay, because that's what the discussion Absolutely. is for. And that's okay if they disagree. So we, you know. It, well, well, women taking charge, I mean, in the society in which we live, it's just almost like being a black man. Sometimes we get put in positions where sometimes we have to take a back seat mm-hmm. and I mean, in corporate America, mm-hmm. and empower the black woman to be who she is. Now, you if you're married to an empowered black woman who mm-hmm. is a CEO or a director or all this other stuff, how do you as a black man accept her success and her position of power? I, I'm married to a woman like that. Mm-hmm. And for almost 20 plus years, it's like what I have to do is like realize that hey, that's my woman. She's powerful. She's doing big things. Mm-hmm. But I'm still the man of this household. Right. And what she does is she says, she acquiesces. She says, yes, you're right. right. You're the man of this household and you lead. Right. And for several years, my wife earned way more money than me. Right. I think, yeah. And but but at the same time, I didn't feel emasculated by that. Right. I felt empowered by it because right. I had a woman that was able to step in and do the things she had to do. But she said, right. "You're still the head of this household," right. and that's reaffirming. And that's what right. women have Absolutely. to do with their men: Absolutely. reaffirm oh, I, the fact that they're the head of the household. No, and I as agree. the head of the household, you make household head decisions. Right? Exactly. No, I, I definitely I totally agree. agree. I definitely yeah. agree. I definitely agree. I think to every woman out there, I would just say this. I'm going to say this as a married woman. And you, I mean, I don't know if you agree, but you, as women, we have to make our men feel needed. Oh, absolutely. Because if we don't make them feel needed, then they feel like they have no real value. And so I think affirmations mm. of our men and encouraging them and telling them that we're proud of them and all of those things are very important. And it doesn't matter how much money a person makes or anything like that. We have to, as women, sort of acquiesce, just like you said, mm. and allow the man to lead. And so I do, I do agree with that. I, I certainly agree with that. I certainly agree with that. Yeah. And as a single uh-huh. woman, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm divorced, but as a single woman, I definitely agree. Um, you definitely have to encourage your man, 
um, in terms of your husband, even if you're dating. Mm -hmm. But it definitely makes them feel needed, and it makes them feel wanted, and it makes them feel valued. Mm -hmm. So right, I think right, that's important. Right. Yeah. But where are those men? Right now, <laughs> where are they? They out there. That way, I hardly. They out there. I run into them all the time. Because I mean, no, but I mean, I I talk to so many women that's in this position, and men are very intimidated by their women mm. because they're making more than them, and they feel like they're the lead because they're making more than them. So, well, I mean, where where, speaks, where are they? That speaks to really, if a man feels that way, then they're probably just insecure. insecure they're just yeah. insecure and unless there's a insecure. woman yeah and even if she makes more money if she doesn't throw it in his face so it depends on the woman too right she has right. to be yeah i think it's both show that respect I think absolutely it's both. yeah right. what's the next question so the hey. next question is how long should people date before they get engaged engaged yeah wow what's your opinion on that um i really don't have an opinion on time frame time time Helps people uh, um, figure out who's who. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. So you can figure it out in a short period of time or it may take you a long period of time. Because mm -hmm. what I've learned is when people show you who they are, that's who they are. Believe them. And you have to. Believe and, and believe them. Believe them. And you have, to, you have to figure that out. And sometimes it takes a short period of time. Sometimes it takes a long period of time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so putting a time frame on how long it takes before you get engaged that's that's i don't think it's relevant or mm -hmm. or um i don't i don't think it you, you can't put a number on it for no, everybody no 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 yeah, absolutely not so you have no. to you have to figure out what's good for you mm -hmm. but again within whatever time frame that you're looking at mm -hmm. you have to decide when this person shows you who they are Believe who they are, right. but they're showing you. Right, right. You figure that out in five days, or you might. It might mm -hmm. take six months. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, don't put a time frame on your right. engagement. Figure right. out who that person is mm -hmm. before you decide on 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 how long or whether or not you're going to be committed to them. Right. right. There's a lot of women that's been dating these men for a very long time, mm -hmm. and they're just basically like, okay, when are you popping the question? When are you popping the question? So, at some point, when do we as women kind of walk away? And, and, and not waste our time on that. Because there's a lot of times that the men are just kind of stringing us along. So from a man's perspective, can you tell us, um, do you kind of know up front, like, if this is the person? Or, right. or are you just kind of just like, you know, stringing people along a lot of times? You know, because the women now have not put this in place and, and, and put a mandate on you to say, okay, this is, this is where I'm coming from. This is my level of expectation. And so now when you don't meet that level of ex expectation, then I'm going to move on. So, All right. My perspective on that is the, like this. Men know when they're dating and in a relationship with females whether or not this is the person that they want. Now, sometimes we have cold feet and we don't know if we want to pop that question or not. Now, you've dated this guy long enough and you understand that this might be the right guy. Now, in his mind, he think you're the right woman. He wants you to be the right woman. And here's where the dilemma comes in. He's got cold feet and you know that this is the guy and you know that he's the guy. But you sit back and say, I'm going to wait on him. His feet ain't going to never get warm. His feet going to always mm. stay cold. Mm -mm. So mm -mm. what you have to do is, and I'm serious, my wife did it to me. If you're going to be the dude for me, be the dude for me because I'm going I'm to walk away. Mm -hmm. You at 12 months, 6 months, um, I'm going to go ahead and go this direction. Mm -hmm. And when she decided she wanted to go another direction, I said, hey, hey, hold on a second. Um... Right. Uh, 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 I think we need to right. take this up another level. Mm -hmm. Right, right. You right. know, it's not like you're forcing him to make a decision, right. but he right. knows that he has to make a decision. Mm -hmm. So when you get to a point where you realize it's like, as a woman, I'm giving this man everything I've given him, and mm -hmm. I think that this is good, but we might not go no further. Mm -hmm. Walk away. Amen. Make yeah. him make a decision because okay. it's up to him to make the decision. Right, right, right. And if he don't make a decision... 
guess what? You're free. Right, right. Because his decision will be, I'm going to keep her. I'm going after her. I'm not letting her go. Right, right. 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 When you value someone, you don't. When you value someone, you're going to jump out there and go no. get her. Right. That's it. And I ain't saying, like, ultimatum. Like, look, you done put that thing on her for two months or whatever, and you're like, oh, <laughs> look. Okay. All right. Okay. Come on back. Come on back. Yeah. All right. <laughs> and now it's, it's all about the good. It's all about the good. It's all about the good. good. Okay. No, it ain't about the good good. It's about a real relationship. That's right. Y'all got a real relationship going. That's right. And you think this is the man, and That's he know right. you the woman. Like, this good good ain't going to happen no more. Okay. okay. Yeah. I, mean, I, I think that's important. Mm -hmm. I think that's important. I mean, I'm not discredited. I'm just joking. Right. But, yes, no, I do think that's important. Mm -hmm. I do think that's important. I think we, I think we got some power. Mm -hmm. I do think we got the power. Y'all do have the power. Y'all have all the power. And men will tell you all the time, <laughs> women have the power. Okay. okay, we can. And I do want to preface this, though. I do. I want to stop right here, and I want to preface this because I know there's a growing trend right now with young people, um, people just right out of high school. Sometimes they've dated their high school sweethearts. They've dated for three, four years. They're 23, 24 years old. They may have even had a kid by now. So, with these, I mean, I don't know that you're quite ready sometimes that early in life because sometimes we make some real. Uh, our rationalization, you know, decision-making decision skills aren't quite there at that time. So I do want to preface this and say because a lot of young ladies are actually waiting for their boyfriends to pop the question because mm -hmm. they, they've now given them the baby. They've now, And that's a whole other topic, so, so I don't want to go down this road. But sometimes, you know, I just want to preface this and say when, when I'm talking about how long you should be dating and things like that, um, I'm talking really around the 26, 27 when the frontal lobe has fully developed. Mm -hmm. And the, the frontal lobe doesn't develop for your rationalization skills and decision-making skills until about 27, 28 years. I Talk know. about it. I was stupid for 30 years. Yeah, Mine didn't develop until about 33, 34. Well, yeah, right, because men develop. Males, yeah. Like, yeah, we, yeah know, we know we know we'll talk about the men. Right. But, yeah. <laughs> but that is so true. Yeah. Like we were discussing that yesterday. Like I said before, I was married at the age of 20. I was just like one week shy, I turned 21. And by then, I already had a six-month-old baby boy. And I was ready. I was ready to be married. I was ready to settle down, do everything, and be the wife, and and just be the mom. At 20? At 20. Wow. Because I had been dating uh, this guy since ninth grade. So he was my high school sweetheart. So <laughs> I knew. <laughs> so I was ready. At least well, I thought I was. It. Now, I will say Look. this. Some people make it. Some people no, have been married for 50 years. I know and a couple that's been married. But so, so it happens. Well, hold and hold people on. make yeah. it. It's but not the, that you the can't make I it. The reason I laugh, <laughs> you're dating since you're ninth grade, right? <laughs> And you living in your parents' house. Mm -hmm. Ain't nobody paid a bill, but you done figured out love already. True. So that's what I'm saying. Young people, until you have, until you get out into the world mm -hmm. and understand what your responsibilities oh, yeah, are in true. the world, then you have to come back for a relationship. Mm -hmm. And that's what we have to try and teach our kids. You have to be prepared for the world first. Relationships, we 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 start liking people when we like in eighth grade, mm -hmm. seventh yeah. grade. Yeah. Uh, through high school, but we still live with our parents. We don't even have real responsibilities yet. Right. But right. we're developing feelings. So our feelings and our emotional development mm -hmm. is is far beyond what our uh, 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 cognitive development is about. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't understand what it's like to, to, to pay a bill, to pay for uh, diapers and daycare and all this other stuff that you got to take care of. But mm -hmm. we know we love somebody. Mm -hmm. We want to mm -hmm. be with them. But because we with them, don't mean them bills gonna get paid. That's true. That's, That's true. true. So That's that true. we have to be emotionally developed for real relationships mm -hmm. first mm -hmm. before we can start making these decisions. That's mm -hmm. true. But in my case, we were at the time when I had my son, we were actually on our own. So I had already sort of experienced taking care twenty. Twenty on your own. Yeah. Living here in D.C. Yes, in Southeast DC. Well, y'all successful. Was like y'all successful. <laughs> I was in the hood. Y'all so, successful. Yes. yes, because we were able to pay the rent, so that was successful. And I had a car note. <laughs> <laughs> so and I was taking care of my baby. All right. However, yes, I was always responsible. Mm -hmm. I ain't say I ain't so, say no, but I wasn't yeah. living at home with, with the, the parents. parents. No, mm -hmm. I was not that type. Was it easy or was it hard? I mean. 
Yeah, of course, when you're young, it's a struggle. But again, we were able to, we were both working, so mm -hmm. we were able to pay the rent. Who ready for that at 20? I mean, back then, this was a long time ago. You I know, was there with you. But I mean, rent was two ninety nine. You might be older, Sean. You might be older. Yeah, you might be older than me. But anyway, <laughs> rent was two ninety nine a month. So it's I was rough. able to afford that. Rough. I think it was. It might have been less than that. <laughs> but we the point is, when we talking about then. the whole merge and ready. So at that time, so I had my son, and did I have my son at the time? Maybe I did. No, I was pregnant. So that's what it was. I was pregnant with my son. And at the time, we weren't living on our own. I was on the wait list to get my apartment. But anyway, so I was staying. I think I was staying with my mom. Mm -hmm. But anyway, so my boyfriend at the time, we were, um, it was a Monday morning. I think I was off because I was working in the government. It was my, my Monday off. And he woke up. He was about to go to work. And he said, um... We had already established that day I was going to go to Prince George's courthouse to apply for the merge license. And by yourself? By myself. And I was going to get the application. Okay. You know, this was old school. Everything mm -hmm. was probably on paper, whatever. <laughs> so I went, I was, the plan was I was going to go to that courthouse and get the application because we were going to get married. And he got up, before he left out, he said to me, don't go to the courthouse and get those papers. And so that said to me, he wasn't ready. Mm -hmm. He didn't want to get married. And so I said, okay, my feelings were hurt, but I noted to self, mm -hmm. I would not bring up marriage. Like, I would not bring it up. I would not say, well, when are we going to get married? Because I had that, you know, enough pride and enough dignity. I'm not about mm -hmm. to press no man. I'm, right. And you so, should So, yeah. So we went through, mm -hmm. had the baby. So about, my son had to be at least, I had just had him. He probably wasn't even a month old. Mm -hmm. And then... At the time, my boyfriend came to me and said, I'm ready to get married. And so we began to plan the wedding. And so he within five months. He saw that little boy looking like his image. <laughs> I thought about that too. They're probably, yes. they're probably oh, this, this is my that's, baby. Let me go. I need to do right by her, yeah. my, my baby mama. Yeah. Make baby her your mama. wife. Baby Make her mama. your queen. Man, look, build. That's what we got to do as, yeah. as people. We have to build. We got to quit tearing each other down. It's like, for, for real, for real. We have to teach our sons, and this is why I try and tell my sons seriously. Like, when you decide that you want to sleep with someone, and regardless of what happens in that encounter, mm -hmm. you can actually have a child with this person. So if you're willing to have a child with this person, you should be willing to share the rest of your life with them. Mm -hmm. And you have to make that decision when you decide that you want to you want to sleep with them. Mm -hmm. So these are this is these are things we have to teach our sons, and we're right. not teaching our sons that. Right. Our sons are on their own out here, wilding out, figuring it out the streets with their homies and mm -hmm. everything else. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. real relationships, I mean, this stuff happens. Right. She ended up liking this thug dude, this thug dude like her, and all of a sudden they didn't have a kid, but don't nobody know what to do with the baby. Mm. They give because, him the grandma. Because, <laughs> exactly, give him the grandma. Because <laughs> we hadn't grandma. taught our sons the value of what it means to sleep with someone, mm -hmm. to actually to actually have a relationship with someone. Mm -hmm. And it's not just about sex, it's about love, it's about family, it's about building mm -hmm. every time you have a relationship with someone. Right. Right. Okay. So let's go into a little lighter side. Yeah, come on. I mean, Help me out with some light Let's just say. It's almost Valentine's Day. I'm about to say. Which is why we actually had this first show on love and relationships. Because right. it's Valentine's Day. <laughs> to represent day. Valentine's Day. Right. To represent Valentine's Day. It's love. It's love. Okay. So next question. Do you think our women's expectations for Valentine's Day unrealistic? Is it too high? Are the expectations too high? Yes. Oh, yes. Reason being. Your wife is watching it. I know. But <laughs> Your she, wife is watching. I know. I know she watching. And I, I, we just had dinner the other night <laughs> uh, a week <laughs> early. But, oh. but Valentine's Day. That's, I mean, <laughs> I'm hearing people outside. But Valentine's Day is one of those made-up holidays. There's nothing between uh, New Year's and, and whatever goes on in March. So it's almost like it's one of them economic holidays where the United States, like, do something out there so we can spend money to boost our economy. Because mm. it's, 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 it's BS. Mm. If you love your woman and your woman love you, y'all show that throughout the year. 
and it's almost like you just I just gave you some for Christmas. And oh, by the way, we, <laughs> we just hung out on on on, on New Year's. Mm. Now it's February, and I gotta show you I love you. Come on, man. Just because it's on the it's on the calendar. Nah, it's too much. It's too much. Man, when you're dating though, don't listen to Sean. I mean, don't listen to him if you're dating the one. Oh, oh, oh. No, he got oh, some, like, Is that, that a hotline? Right, that's the hotline. That's <laughs> all it is. So we'll take we'll take that. Let's hit it up. Let's hit it up. Hello. Hello. Yes. Hi, I'm calling in. Come on. Welcome to Chat Two. Who, who who are we speaking with? Who's on the line? This is Tina. Hi, Tina. I know Tina. Hi, Tina. <laughs> Tina, do you have some words for Sean? Um, yes, I do. <laughs> Deshaun, not Deshaun. Deshaun. Which one? Yeah. Holla at me. Who? Me or her? I have some words for the gentleman that's on the panel. For the gentleman. The gentleman. Right. The gentleman. That's me. Come on. Yeah. Holla at me. Gentleman. Yeah. Now, you know women love Valentine's Day. What's she say? Women, women love, love Valentine's, Valentine's Day. Day. I- We're getting some feedback. Is this something that um, she could do with her phone? Or she on speakerphone, we getting feedback. I'm listening. Come okay. on, come on. Okay, women so love that. Okay. I took it off speakerphone. Okay. Yeah, well, come on. You sound okay. like Medea so on I the phone like right now. February 14th, women love Valentine's Day. Got it. Regardless you give us from you, baby, but I said, did, did you forget what I did for you on Christmas? That's enough. Huh? What have you done for me lately? Mm-hmm. I think as women, we look, what have you done for me lately? Oh, Christmas oh, was Okay, Christmas. okay, Valentine's Day come up. Now, I'll put it to you this way. Every woman is different and every man is different. Now, in your relationship, if your man knows that you love Valentine's Day, mm-hmm. I'll put it this way. My wife, she like me. She like, it's just a date. But if my wife loves Valentine's Day, I'm going to make sure I cut back on Christmas and hook her up <laughs> on Valentine's Day. I promise you that one. Terrible. Am I doing wrong? Am I doing wrong? You're wrong, brother. You're I'm wrong. wrong. You're wrong. Come on, You're now. Wrong. You're going to cut back. I mean, you know what? You were doing good up until you was cutting back. Mm -hmm. On Christmas. Like, you were doing good up until the cutback. I mean, I'm just saying. I mean, I'm just saying. Okay, because y'all, okay, hold on. What's my caller name again? Tina. Tina. Yes. Okay. If I do good by you on Christmas, and then we go out and have a good time on New Year's, and I know you love Valentine's Day. What you doing for me on Valentine's Day? Oh, I'm going to give you something What? What you giving me? Well, we can go out to dinner. You paying? You paying for it? No. You paying for it? Hold on. You paying for it? Yes, I can pay for it too. So that's just a, that's a date, and your man just got to be there, right? We can do that. We always available on Valentine's Day. But well, you have to show up with something. We, right. Man, look, what you, what you want? What you want after you to pay for dinner? Is he getting somewhere? Right. We going home. What you getting on Valentine's what, what I mean, you paying for dinner. What you want? I want flowers. Got, got it. Uh, candy. <laughs> got it. Maybe you can put dinner. Huh? Maybe did she say, did she now I got to pay for dinner? She flipped the script on me? Yeah, I mean, I don't see why you can't. I just think you should do it all. That's just me. Oh, do it but all? Not, but, but, not, but you hit on some key points. Thank you, Tina. We thank, thank you. We appreciate you calling in. Thank you so okay. much. But you Bye. did, you touched on some key points. Bye, Tina. We love you. You touched on some key points. Here's a key point. Call out them for me. Help me out. The love languages. Mm. Love so language. you said something key. So you said, if the woman loves that, then the man should definitely do that. Mm-hmm. And so that goes into understanding what your 
love, love languages. So it, everybody's love language is different. Right. And so the five love languages, and we can just kind of talk about them, mm -hmm. words of affirmation, that means that uh, some people love words to help build them. So I, I say, mm -hmm. you're doing a great job, honey. So that's my love language. And when I say that to you, then that means that you love me, right? Mm -hmm. another and I one, understand what you're talking about. Right, and so another one is gifts. And so, so just like you just said, if the woman loves gifts, right, so if, if her love language is gifts, then you should provide her with gifts because that to the woman says that you love me. And then the other one is acts of service, and this is the one that, that's my love language actually, doing those small things, cooking a meal. That means so much. Taking out the trash, that means so much to me. The other day, I pulled up and my husband came downstairs and he had the door open for me. That, you know what, that signified to me. Because this is my love language style right here. This is my preference, act of service. When you're doing stuff, when you're doing those little things, mm -hmm. that means a lot to me. The other one is quality time. You know, some people just love to, if you're doing quality time with me and all of these things, so that's, that's their love language. And the last one is physical touch. Some people like to hold hands. Mm -hmm. Some people like to keep rubbing, keep touching. You don't really have to keep holding my hand or touching me. That's not, that's not my love language. Mm -hmm. But what, what I say that's very important, it's very important because... When you know your person's love language, you should make sure that you act in those love languages for that person. Amen. And so a lot of times what happens is the man, your love language may be one thing. My love language mm -hmm. may be another thing. But what ends up happening in marriages, a lot of times that person acts in their love language because that is what works for them. Right. But it's very important when you love someone to understand what their love language yeah, is absolutely. and what their personality traits are. But... When you're acting in that love language and you know that you're acting in that love language, what you have to get is feedback in order to affirm that love language. Because I could be speaking to you in my love language, and if you don't affirm that you heard what I'm saying, I don't know if I'm doing it right. But here's the thing. So that's the, that's, that's the point I'm making. It doesn't matter what your love language is. So you're right. speaking, and that's the problem in a lot of these marriages and relationships. Mm -hmm. I'm not just saying marriage, no, single people. So when you don't know that person's love language, right? So I... Case in point, case in point. So my, me and my husband, um, who I love dearly. So me and my husband, right? So we're, we're totally opposite, right? We're totally opposite. I'm an extrovert all the way to this end. He's an introvert all the way to that end. And somewhere we meet in the middle. So mm -hmm. it works for us. So my preference is, like, I like to be energized by a lot of people in a room. I like to be energized with noise. That's my, that's my language. I, I love all of that. So that's my personality trait. He likes to be very quiet to himself in a room by himself. I can't be in a room by myself. I need a lot of noise. And so one day I was working on my dissertation letter and uh, my paper, and he actually took the girls and he said, we're going to go for a ride, you know, so that you could be by yourself so you can have that time. But when they left, I was so sad. I was like, why are they leaving me? So I called him on the phone. And I said, well, where are you? I'm going to come and meet you all because you know what? Because that's his preference to be alone. Mm -hmm. It's not my preference. Right. So I love the people there. So that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, it is very important. And me and my husband have this thing. And we say, what can I do to make your day better? We wake up in the morning. We say it. And if we don't say it, it's inferred. What can I do to make your day better? It's a selfless act. It's, mm -hmm. you know, so I'm not really focused on me. I'm focused on him. And he's not really focused on him. Now he's focused on me. And right. so when you know what my love language is, now you got to operate in my love language. And now I got to understand what yours is. But a lot of times people don't understand what they are. And so what happens is they begin to operate in their own love language. And then, and my, and then to saying, them, yeah. it just, it just get all mixed up in between. Okay. So, do you know what your wife's love language is? Me. Yeah, so, besides you? Uh, mm. No. See? And so, that's something that you all can talk about. I'm it's a, something that you can I'm talk about. I'm going to talk to her tonight about it. <laughs> <laughs> Outside of me, what's your love language? <laughs> right. And that's very important. It's, it, and you know what I found, though? People that's been married for many years don't know what the other person's wow. love language is. Oh, my bad. I know what her love language is. It's Spanish. I say, hala espanol, I love you, sweetheart. That's my speech. That one. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> did you just start speaking in Spanish? I did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Next okay. question. Yeah, next question. So, um, so when your wife, say, like, for instance, uh, it's your wife's birthday, and your wife say, and it's not just even wife, but just in relationships, and they say, oh, you don't have to get me a gift. Do you still get a gift? Mm, good no. 
pussy hate. I mean, wrong that's the wrong answer. I see, and that's that love language and that understanding who you are. <laughs> Listen, my wife know I am practical. I'm simple, simple as H E double hockey stick. Simple. When you tell me you don't want nothing, I ain't getting you nothing. It's that simple. Am I right, men? Okay, my producer over there saying. Don't, I say, don't, don't I say I don't want anything. I want something. No, like then, a car. No, okay. No, something. I just give me something. But don't you say you don't want nothing. Maybe not you don't want nothing. Don't say you don't want nothing. Don't say that. Don't say that. Cause when you say you don't want nothing, guess what you are gonna get? A big old box filled with air. Cause you said it. But I think you should just know it. No, it ain't no just know it. See, y'all inferring that we're supposed to. <laughs> Understand what y'all understand. When y'all tell us no, we don't want nothing, you're going to get nothing. You said it. I don't like it. I don't like it. Then I'm saying, okay, this is from the man's perspective. Oh, we got to respect your opinion. We respect We respect Tell me you don't want nothing, you don't get nothing. We respect it. We respect it. Because we tell y'all we don't want nothing and we don't get nothing, we ain't mad. But see, Shit. I would still get something anyway. And we say, what you waste your money? What you, what you, why you spend money on this for? I told you I ain't want nothing. Because I'm a natural giver. But, and, so and, I right, and I feel like why you, you should get, And I think you should be grateful when yeah. we get it. We are, but we say, well, then, okay, look. I think you should be uh, grateful. We're talking about relationships. We're talking about money in the same <laughs> pot and everything. And I told you I ain't want nothing. Now you're wasting money on something I told you I ain't want. Now we can't get the baby a diaper. Well, I don't think <laughs> Somebody I'm exaggerating, but I'm being, I'm serious. Right. It's like, when we say we don't want nothing, we don't want nothing. All we want is, is, look, when I say I don't want nothing, because I, I work hard, very hard. I have everything I want. Mm -hmm. And if I tell my baby, thank you for thinking about me, sweetheart, but I, I don't want nothing. Don't mm -hmm. give me nothing, because mm -hmm. I'm good. I know. It's hard for uh, it's it's hard for me in particular yeah. because I love to give Absolutely. gifts. I'm a giver. Yeah. I'm a natural giver. And I know my husband really doesn't like cards. He does not like cards. Then but don't you know, ask. I know, but every time I get him a card, I think he reads it for a second. And then, I don't know. And then he puts the card down. The card is flat down. On, I mean, I don't know. But he told me he doesn't like cards. But Aww. every holiday, I get him a card mm -hmm. because I love Of course he's going to read it. It's from his <laughs> wife. I'm going to read it. I'm going to read it. Oh, man, she said, yeah, it's sentimental, but it's sentimental for that moment, and then I'm not going to throw it away in your presence. Oh, but you're going to throw it away? What am I going to do with it? I didn't hear what you said. Don't throw it away. Don't throw it away. Well, yeah, don't throw yeah, cards don't throw, away. Don't throw cards away. All right, we ain't going to throw them away, but at the same time, look, listen to each other. That's We talking about communication? Communication, that's true. Listen to what your mate tells you. That's true. That's true. That's true. Next question. <sighs> you just killing me today, Sean. This is um, what I do. Hope y'all let me y'all y'all bring me back. This, uh, I don't know. We're gonna think about it. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna they, think about it. We're gonna think about look, it. Y'all call us, call in and tell them y'all want me to come back because <laughs> I'm being as truthful as I possibly can. No, we appreciate your honesty. Yeah. No, we do. We appreciate your honesty. We appreciate you. Do back. you ever tell a woman that they're fat? Like, do you ever say that? Oh, Would you ever say that? No. Okay. No, no. Here, here's, yeah. here's, here's my perspective on that one. It's like sometimes you guys will set us up <laughs> with questions <laughs> that you already know the answer to. <laughs> but but what, what is your response <laughs> to that, though? My response is... One, I, I would never want to hurt a person's feeling that I love. Right. Mm -hmm. I never I never want to hurt a person's feeling that I love. And you have to weigh your response to understand that if I say this, even if I'm being honest, and I love being honest, but this going to hurt. So I would just like just not say nothing. And my stupid look would tell you your answer. Wow. Go ahead, ask me, ask me that question if I believe you fat. Sean, I don't want you know. I I don't want to lose. I, I want to show the audience what I do. Credibility. If you say that I'm fat on the air right now, so I'm not gonna ask that question. No, I don't want you. I okay, said, we're gonna pretend. We're gonna pretend. pretend. We're gonna pretend. We're gonna pretend. Okay, um, Sean, do you think that. I'm fat? I can't. 
I'm not answering that question. But I think that that's an inferred answer. It's not inferred. You shouldn't ask the question. You know they ain't going to answer. We want you to tell us that we look good. You do, because we never, if we don't say nothing to you about your weight, if we don't say anything about you, you are fine by us. Okay. Yeah, but sometimes we, women want to feel validated as well. Hold on a second, okay. Because you all I mean, continuously, you all continuously yeah. want to feel validated right. as men. Both you know, we want to continue yeah. to stroke your egos and all of those things, we, but we need the same thing too. Okay, okay, but okay. the question shouldn't be, am I fat? Why not? The question should be something like this. <laughs> Baby, do you find me attractive? Mm -hmm. Baby, how do I make you feel? Mm -hmm. Things like that because men are visual creatures. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. we could, we, you, we know what you look like 20 years ago. And we still with you and mm -hmm. we still good with you. So we're not sitting around here talking about, man, I sure wish she looked like she looked 20 years ago. She wish your, ooh, I almost cut. She wish you looked like you looked 20 years ago. <laughs> Okay. So it's not about am I fat or am I attracted? Are you attracted to me? Mm -hmm. Do I still get you going? Do I still make your motor go? Mm -hmm. These things, those are the questions y'all need to ask. Okay. Y'all asking vague uh, questions as out of the ordinary. Well, when we no ask you, are we fat? Just say no. You're not fat. No. No. Well, it's not about being fat. Y'all fat. Y'all pretty hot and tempted. Okay. On that note, so <laughs> yeah. Sean and I, we're going to actually prepare for our final thoughts, and they're called our victory viewpoints. Yes. And so, just, I gotta go. Now you can say you stay right here, sir. Don't uh, you move. Right. Don't you move. <laughs> stay right here, Sean. Right. Stay right here. We're going to come back in a few minutes, and we actually have our family here. They are yes. our support system, and we want to really just introduce you to our family. Next week, we have. Um, a very dynamic subject, um, a teen domestic violence. This is Teen Domestic Violence Awareness Month. Right. And we do actually have a survivor here of teen domestic violence. Um, you want to hear her story. Yeah, it's, it's very interesting. very powerful. She very is powerful. a survivor of a attempted murder-suicide. So yes. you definitely want to tune in next week. You definitely want to tune her, in next week for story. that. Yeah. But don't go anywhere. Don't go anywhere. We're going to be back in two minutes. We want to introduce you to our family. This is, is very important to us. And we're just, we're just so happy that you're here with us today. And um, we're excited. Thank yes. you so much. Give us two minutes, and we'll be right back with you. Don't go anywhere. If you go somewhere, come right back. <laughs> All right. See ya. We did good.
welcome back. back. Now we're here and we're going to have our victory viewpoints before we end the show. So thanks again. I just wanted to give a few words of encouragement. Love is not measured by whether we receive gifts for, from our significant others on Valentine's Day. Whether we're single, in a relationship, or married, we owe it to ourselves to love ourselves first, to learn how to love ourselves. And we do that by understanding and receiving the love of God. Then and only then can we learn how to love anyone else purely, unselfishly, fully, and freely. So this Valentine's Day weekend, go love on yourself, love on your family, love on your friends. And I just want to let you know that I love you, we love you, and God loves you more. Mm -hmm. The Bible says, and now these three remain, faith, hope, and love. Amen. But the greatest of these is love. We say good night to you guys, and we're going to look at our families, and we're going to walk over to our family. As yes. Chatter to, chatter to, what's your attitude? Chatter to, chatter to, what's your attitude?